0: Oh mm-hmm. well, welcome everyone. We're back again with a interview with uh somebody from the Jesus movement days and uh, uh our guest today especially um is uh is unique in that in the beginning uh he was he was not part of the Jesus movement um but actually came. Somewhere along the line there came to the Lord through this whole experience. And uh, so he, he's got a great perspective on probably both sides of the fence. What, what, did, it, what did it look like um, uh, to people who weren't Christians? Were they even aware that there was going something going on in those days? And uh, so this will be really a fun, uh, a fun interview and a great half hour with our good friend, Noel Paul Stuckey. Mm-hmm. Noel, welcome.
1: Thank you, John. Nice to be here.
0: <laughs> interesting,
1: to, interesting to think about the Jesus movement as a movement. You know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: since its uh, its powerful effect is so personalized, and that those persons now are out in the real world, uh, in various positions of power, influence. Mm-hmm. And I doubt very many of them are as old as I am. Maybe Barry McGuire, but uh, or you. Uh, but the uh, you're saying
0: w- give us this, give us a start date from your sure. point of
1: view. What do you well, think my
0: po- my point of view is that the Jesus movement uh, itself began somewhere around nineteen end of nineteen sixty nine. That's where I kind of place the beginning, and I I I place the end of it. 1972 but i'm probably the only guy who will do that but i (laughs) i I place the end of the jesus movement as being explo 72 in dallas where 100,000 people got together and to celebrate um jesus and that took a lot of planning and organization and and all the stuff all the stuff that none of the rest of the jesus movement had no planning no organization no nothing just people flying by the seat of their pants, you know. To me, that was Holy Spirit led, you know. Yeah. And, and then by 1972, you know, we got a hold of it and we started to do it ourselves. And then we got into the Christian music scene and all of that took over. And yeah, you know the rest.
1: I do well in you know in 1968, 69. Flushed with my own success, <laughs> uh, I. <laughs> I was uh out of orbit um i had uh and I had a lovely daughter I had a lovely wife, but I was on the road for three hundred concerts a year mm. uh, and uh really estranged from my that child that dwells in each of us mm. um, and really open uh you know to finding out what the truth with a capital T was hmm. so when uh, Steve Hamps came backstage, at, and I and I think it might have been uh no, it wasn't Austin. It was Abilene, Texas. I didn't know his name then, but he said he's just this guy wandered backstage at the Coliseum, and you know security's pretty tight at concerts, so just that this random guy should be there while Peter's on stage doing his solo section. And says I want to talk to you. Uh, I'd like to talk to you about something and, uh, and I said, well, you know, now's not really a good time. I'm tuning up the guitar. I got to go on in about two or three minutes. I said, but I'll look for you, you know, after the show, come on back after the show. Not really thinking about how amazing it was that he was there in an isolated circumstance, uh, how he possibly could have gotten back with no security pass or whatever. Um, So after the show, I'm looking around. I don't see him. I'm signing autographs. People are telling me the last time they saw Peter, Paul, and Mary we were eight or nine years into a career now Mm -hmm. that has gone around the world a couple of times, had uh, a lot of of people repeat uh, audiences coming back who were moved. They're not bringing their children yet because it's only been eight or nine years. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Then I spot him. And I said, what was it you wanted to talk to me about? And he said, I want to talk to you about the Lord. And my heart did the equivocal, you know, beep, 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 beep. Because prior to that, you know, I had been casting around even asking, you know, prayerfully, you know, where where is the truth of the matter? I want to be I want to be on the good guy team. Where is the good? Where are the good guys? Because in in the political world, there are lots of compromises made and some people with the best intentions have to take strange turns to their life in order to accomplish what they think would be the best for the world and uh it's like people in the peace movement who would uh you know give you the finger if you turned left in front of them from a right hand lane you know uh (laughs) I, i i was really of I was really looking for a constancy, you know, between people's behavior and what they profess to believe. And I wasn't finding it or seeing it. So uh, I said okay to the guy. I said, just let me finish up here a little bit. We got on the back of a pickup truck, went to my motel room, and uh. and I'm I'm acting like the uh the beneficial host, you know, can I get can I get you a soda? Uh do you know and I think, in a sense, trying to delay the confrontation uh if this guy was really serious, matter of fact, in the back of the pickup truck driving over the motel that night, I remember turning to him and trying to substantiate my own spiritual bearing by saying, "So uh what do you think about reincarnation?" I wanted to show I was kind of hip and into it you know, <laughs> into this into life spiritual and he said." <laughs> This is, he said, well, it may or may not be true, but there seems like we got more important things to talk about. Don't you huh. <laughs> I thought, Oh, well, all right. And then, uh so the moment the door closed in the motel, and he was with two friends, Uh I guess you could call them apostles. But he said, I think we should pray. And John, honestly, and I think, most people who are listening or watching this today would recognize the fact that there comes a moment of facing ourselves that occurs in every life and uh, I just I just begin To cry because I realized how estranged I was hmm. from even even the primitive sense of God that I knew when I was a kid, you know, uh you know the, the god that granted has to go has to go by the identification uh symbols of get me out of this and I'll never do it again kind of god you know as a young kid uh but then I just begin to weep weep uh and mostly I just said I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry I don't remember saying much more than that uh Steve Hansen and his friends laid hands on me prayed uh but I really was not aware of Jesus at the center of it. Uh, that came later as I began to grow into the faith because I knew that I was irrevocably changed. Uh, you know, when I, when I left the hotel room the following morning, you know, I looked at this, uh, the Bible that had been placed at, you know, every, in every motel room And I thought, you know, am I going to remember this or is this just another one of those things that happened on the road? And over a period of the next, I would say, and Steve was good. He followed up, visited me in New York when I lived there uh, and told the story about how he was sitting with his wife. He said, I got to go talk to that guy. and Just wandered off backstage.
0: Uh,
1: He was the first awareness of a Jesus freak. That I knew of. Yeah. The part of the late sixties and early seventies that I think you've identified already uh, was the love movement, mm-hmm. because n- nobody had a sense of the particular. I mean, there, were, yes, there were Buddhists, and 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 yes, there were Christians, and yes, there were were Jewish uh, participants in this. Great spiritual happening that uh, caused and and it was somewhat related to drugs in terms of it being an opening of your mind or possibilities that would enhance your uh, say accessibility um, and to to that extent the Jesus movement to me uh, was Mostly exemplified by people that I begin to meet uh musicians mostly um, some were more powerful to me than others. Amy Grant, for instance was uh, became a reality of a a performer who was really walking the walk uh, i later on in my musical career. Uh, I did a concert, I was on the bill with Amy Grant, and right in the middle of one of her songs, somebody was having trouble in the audience, she quit the song, so let's all have a moment of prayer. You know, I mean, to me, that was, that was a reality that I pray, you know, that I would like to be a part of, I mean, to have that command of your, your, your awareness of the divine in the present sense um so right after i and i became a a proselytizer i mean i I was obnoxious uh, both to my family and and on stage but all i was doing was just trying to explain this amazing thing that had happened to me um and i couched it in terms that i understood at the time which were you know if you look back on them i think anybody's first experience in religion is going to rely pretty much on the labels of the church or the labels of the belief system that they were indoctrinated so mm-hmm. um i yeah, i probably offended a lot of people at forest hill <laughs> stadium in new york uh speaking to a predominantly jewish crowd about jesus uh mary was having trouble with me uh but that's <laughs> true but to but through it all, I think Peter saw uh, my partner Peter saw that there was a reality change, a shift that had taken in my in my makeup. And though we had collaborated on earlier tunes, like I wrote "Early in the Morning" uh, as the group was just getting together. And honestly, I have to confess, I was just borrowing from. Liturgy that I was aware of when I was a kid. I'm just borrowing all the names and the labels. Same thing, pretty much on very last day. Although Peter right. felt that uh, early in the morning was, you know, <clears throat> uh, a good play. Uh, got had received such uh, a great response that we should try to duplicate it with a song called "Early in uh, Very Last Day." So that's what we did we basically Peter and I wrote very last day as a, as an exercise in in clichés you know uh <laughs> the but at at the core of Peter Paul, and Mary whether we admitted it uh or not was the inheritance of all of the gospel music that we did
0: yeah
1: uh that came from many years and hmm. from uh many many wonderful uh, yeah. You know many wonderful performers um and so by the time peter discovered that i had gone through this uh change he was getting married and he said he asked me if i would uh bless his wedding with a song and as i've said on stage before i felt you know me blessed well you know i felt a little like uh, the woody allen in the film where he says hands the bank teller a note says, I don't have a gun, but I know where I can find one. I I, uh, I knew that I wasn't authorized to dispense blessings, but I knew where I could find one. So oh. I prayed for the lyrics for uh, uh, the wedding song and they came abundantly, uh, pretty much with the tune fashioned in behind them. And I had never, I mean, I've, you know, I've encountered the muse uh, before and subsequent, but not as direct answer to the prayer, which was how would you manifest yourself at Peter's wedding. So there's a great deal of power in the answer there. I am now to be among you at the calling of your hearts. Rest assured this troubadour is acting on my part. So, from that point on, I began to uh, revere, respect, and depend upon that small voice within uh, that I had suddenly become an owner of uh, and made every decision that I could in from 1970 through 1970. Well, still to this day, uh, you know, in, in answer to a prayer, most every decision that I make, I go prayerfully. However, the, the focus of the prayer is what is curious to me. And if you don't mind, I'll tell you a story. I was uh, brought over with the uh, I was brought over to England. And I think it might have been for a C.S. Lewis event uh, sometime in the uh, in the late '70s when my faith was still pretty new uh but i had written a couple of uh of songs and and, but i was still combining them with peter paul and mary material to do concerts and i i finished this one concert and uh and as i was packing up the guitars on stage i noticed this couple that was standing in front and uh i made some small talk you know but, but they were reticent to come forward most of the audience had filed out and uh, i said hi and he said hi i said was that you singing over there He we was kind of making a joke because there must have been 1200 1300 people at the concert and i had done as i said a variety of the songs and uh, and they played along with it they said yeah and then and then there was this awkward moment and finally they said we think we have a word of the lord for you Well, that same kind of boom, boom, boom happens, you know, that uh, happened when I was, uh, uh, when I turned my life over. Uh, And I said, oh, they said, yeah. Uh, And they looked at each other kind of nervously and they said, don't use my name. (laughs) And I (laughs) went, oh, and they looked at each other and me again and they said, We don't know what it means, we just know we're supposed to tell you that.
0: Wow. Well, yeah.
1: Mm. And at that point, so I'm I have two choices, right? It means huh. <laughs> it means stop talking about the divine uh altogether. Or did it mean and this was the path that I chose and which I'm still on now. Mm-hmm don't talk uh, about God so much as show how God has changed your life. And and connected with that was the use of metaphor and parable. And then, you know, substantially, uh, as I wondered the wisdom of that uh, decision, you know, I began to think, well you know jesus spoke in parables That was quite effective i think <laughs> and, and it broadens the palette you know it allows you to paint a picture for a lot more people uh because the entry point is not barred with preconceptions so yeah. you can speak in, speak in larger terms yeah, that's right so when you talk about you know the jesus movement i I question uh, contemporarily uh, the 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 immediacy. I, I think there has to be an emotional point for everybody to to change their lives, uh, either some spiritual abyss that they've been avoiding or chasm that now suddenly they turn to the invisible uh, and, uh, you know, the fact that the name Jesus has such power and such representative uh, capacity because uh, of the one who sent him. uh, The evolutionary aspect of the Jesus movement is what is interesting me now, because while you might pray to the specific image that you have in your mind and your heart, uh, the iconic image of maybe Jesus at the cross, Jesus kneeling, uh, Gethsemane, Jesus, uh, you know, with his apostles, Jesus with children, though so you may have that visual. Is that really where you have now placed your faith in on that picture or in that image? And I'm suggesting that that is not the ultimate destination of believers. I think that there is a broader embrace that we are reaching for Hmm. with God. Hmm. And what used to be, uh, you know, a uh, toss-away phrase, you know, um, God is love, love is God, God is love, has now taken on a, a much deeper significance for me, and I think it would for a younger generation again, you because know, as, as we talked before, uh, you know, uh, love was at the key, at the center of the cultural transitions, uh in the late 60s all the way through let's say probably mid almost to the mid 70s bell-bottom trousers uh free love uh, but it was all pretty much to my my mind's eye lowercase love that is to say not agape you know it was uh the relationships between human beings or the affection or attraction And these are all elements of a larger love. But where does love come from? What is the source of love? Where is the source of love? And I'm just lately, I've been thinking about, you know, they they say they measured the soul. When someone dies, they weigh about six ounces lighter than when they were alive. And I'm I'm wondering, has anybody ever tried to measure love? Hmm. Uh, Because if, there is a norm, and, and yet we all, I think, admit that it has enormous power. But we see it in an interpersonal sense. But I wonder if you could measure <laughs> the power of love, and if so, it stands to reason to me that love created all of this. That love is at the center of all of this. That love is the Big Bang. Love is it. Love happened, and so have we all. What does that mean then, John, to a younger generation who is looking for the iconic connection that they can live by? And it is a challenge, Mm -hmm. because to ground, and, and yet it is a challenge, I think, worth accepting, because to ground yourself in the in the being of everything and understand that it is love generated places you in a in a in a unique mind and heart set so that your life is a continuous uh, adventure in a sense emblematic of involved in and and attempting to express that love that you feel that you have been authored into. Um, hard to explain it further than that without suddenly resorting to labels. <laughs> but that's where I find myself. So when when people do the retrospects of yeah. Jesus movement, uh, I think it's commendable to take a look at it because it. But to me, it more signals the need uh, of those particular individuals at that time in their lives to find a deeper meaning. And it is parallel to what's happening in the world of people looking to find a deeper meaning and then trying to figure out how to live that out. Uh, And I, (laughs) I just have the sense that If, you know, the Jewish belief, I think that when the Messiah comes, it means peace on earth, that is the Messiah, that's the, that's the evidence of the Messiah's second coming is peace on earth. I I believe that's the case. That sure is commensurate uh, with the belief that love is the center of everything. Uh, Because if that can manifest itself, and by the way got kind of to put in a plug for another artist that I never paid any attention to who I'm sure is not part of the Jesus movement, and that's Neil Young, who' just uh-huh. come with, just come out with a new album and there is a review of it in The New Yorker mm. that, that is really heartfelt mm. uh, and he is speaking to the importance of love and how we desperately need to understand its unanimity amongst all of us that's what i've tried to do with a song called love with a capital l uh, yeah. which i think I sent you a copy of yeah. uh, and it's what i've been doing really ever since the wedding song i recognize now you know i look back at these songs and i'm i've always been promoting uh, the divine as
0: love in the uppercase without using his name that's right Although in
1: the beginning, you know, I wrote songs like No Jesus, I wrote, uh, you know, because when you're a kid, you know, (laughs) whether you're in a faith or in the faith or whether you're three years old, you're going to say doggy, cat, mommy, baby, Uh da-da-goo-goo, you know, you're going to say, you're going to say Jesus, you're going to say God, you're going to say Jesus loves me, this I know, and you'd be right. i am not sure that that's what you carry through into your adult life uh so much as the love that you carry into your adult life yeah and then look for ways to manifest it amongst others
0: what what of the jesus movement uh you've really kind of answered this but i'm going to ask it again and see if maybe we've missed something uh You know, there does seem to be an interest in it right now. And uh, I don't know how much younger people are interested in it. I I think with this new movie that will be out in February, that might that might open up a lot more uh, talk and interest in uh, among people who were not alive then. But what part, what part, what can we bring forward for today? um uh it's a silly question because you really answered it you, you, <laughs> right? You're talking about love. Yeah, I think that's what we have to bring forward. Yeah. I
1: think, I think those of us who experienced the Jesus movement in the 70s have to recognize that the the largest testimony that we can possibly offer is our lives and that aspect of it that underlines supports and reveals love
0: hmm. Hmm. Well, you said <laughs> it my friend yeah i'm oh. afraid
1: I, i'm afraid i pulled a barry Maguire on you <laughs>
0: Yeah, there's all my questions here. But you know, these questions I'm I'm looking at these questions and going, oh those are ridiculous <laughs> based on what we've been talking about. Uh that's what I like about you. We've been talking about the real thing. Yeah. And uh I think you've always you've always brought us to that one way or another. You've brought us back to the real thing. And um uh that I think that's what young people want
1: want. i do too i i definitely i definitely have always seen the value uh and the need for authenticity uh in our leaders and whatever you know the I, i think the young people will have trouble uh accepting christianity uh as the national uh Nationalism that has pervaded the faith uh, manifests itself more and more. Uh, You know, that's, and and, and it was like, what would you say? Uh, It was so freeform in the early days. You know, the Jesus movement was not a movement that was started by somebody who said, hey, let's start a movement called the Jesus movement. Right. (laughs) The Jesus movement. was called the Jesus Movement because nobody could understand what to call it, where it came from, or how it became so powerful. And I think that the kids today, you know, have that same kind of hunger beyond the love that they feel or sometimes don't feel, don't get from their parents. But they recognize that there's a larger calling. Uh, I can't help but believe that that ultimately will manifest itself in a kind of holding hands together and marching for a larger cause. But the thing is, the cause is less literal. And because it is less literal and more spiritual, it will have to be faced, dealt with, and professed on a kind of poetic level, I'm, I, I'm thinking.
0: Mm. Mm. And I think that came later. That really, that was not, I mean, the Jesus movement was pretty literal. I think. I I think that, the deepening yeah. and the subtlety, came later.
1: Yeah, well, it does with age, doesn't it? Yeah,
0: yeah, but I think, and and I think young people are probably though smarter. Maybe they're smarter than we were, you know, at, at that age, that they're, you know, they they might not mm-hmm. fall for the literal thing, as much as. They want something real.
1: Yes. I think they're going to be reluctant to accept because they're being sold so much by the real world. Oh, boy. Yeah. But uh, still in all, nothing like a hug. (laughs) Nothing like a favor. Nothing like uh, letting that person who wants to make the right hand turn from the left hand lane. Feel comfortable about his decision.
0: Uh, <laughs> go right ahead.
1: Go right ahead. Yeah. Hey. I, I, yeah. Well, it's always fun talking to you, John. Yes. I, I, I mean, yeah. I the last time I remembered sitting in the back seat of a car with your son, we were headed. I think we were headed for your house, maybe to meet Marty or something. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I've always appreciated the fact that you've never overstepped, uh, your calling, uh, that you've been true to the faith. Uh, you've been true. Never, never. I, I don't feel like you've ever compromised. And uh, that's a really a noble place yeah. to speak from. I think yeah. in this day and age, it's, yeah. it's what I think, uh, a younger generation
0: is looking for
1: yeah. Yeah. that's real leadership. Well, thank you,
0: thank you, and I, uh, you know, mutual appreciation society is, is uh, just uh, so much loved your your creativity and and uh, all along your freedom to uh, I I love I've heard that story before about don't use my name but uh, I had forgotten about it until you mm. brought it up again. Mm. And how true that is. And uh how you know, when we speak like that, and when we speak in parables, you know, Jesus Jesus made it harder to get, not easier to get. He didn't make it more literal, he made it less literal. But more yeah. embracing, I think. Yeah. I think lighter. Well, he made he made you have to work for it. That's that's yeah. but then you own it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, my friend, our time is up, but that uh, won't be the last for sure. For sure. And and we are going to get everybody we've had on this uh, this little group where, that's getting larger and larger. And and actually, I used Marty. Uh, you will when you go back through your catches two maybe even just the last one there should be a link i interviewed marty in terms of the jesus movement oh i like to see that you know what's great about it is that she got it from a whole different perspective you know I, we were we were dealing with hippies and and uh you know the that culture the uh, the counterculture and and she was a flight attendant at that time and she started fellowship of christian airline personnel because she just three weeks after she became christian she was teaching bible studies she would listen to some pastor on the radio and then she'd go take that stuff to 90 flight attendants she didn't care she just is a dynamo she was just gonna get everybody saved you know i mean that's just (laughs) and and she 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 started these meetings Uh, where she'd have up to a thousand people flight attendants and people through the airline business uh, in a in a banquet room of a hotel in los angeles and she she just walked in the hotel and got a banquet room and no there were no refreshments no anything just space to get people and then she she'd run into people like hal lindsey and barry mcguire and like on her flights and she would say will you come speak yeah sure (laughs) yeah so she was in she was in the jesus movement a whole different a whole different aspect of it you know because (laughs) because there was a move god was moving that's for sure yeah so yeah this has been fun well we're gonna all get everybody all together somewhere uh probably after the new year all right and uh and have a have a bit of an open panel where we can hope, talk about hope, these things. Hope to be part of it. Yeah. Great. Great. Thank you so much. All right, John. All right. Love to your wife. Yep. Love yeah, to Marty. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. God bless.
1: You too. Bye-bye.